we are back on our usual regularly scheduled sunday night slot it is the chair shop podcast back again to talk about life and entertainment and all the big questions and then also some wrestling i'm one of your hosts barry murphy joined as always by ever dependable co-hosts first of all he's riding that world cup high it's mr joe towner hi there barry i'm hearing reports football is coming home is that true is there any truth um it's it's very much on the way home uh traveling in transit not home yet but right you know the journey has begun okay interesting well he'll keep us abreast of that as 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 the weeks go by also with us um uh is the producer slash seducer mr paul griffin the dr dre of the podcast working the beats slapping with yeah beating women up yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not funny. Anyway. We are laughing uh, at that. No, no. Anyway. That is bad for the record. Uh, Although Natty, conspicuously absent. Hmm. Oh. And on the anniversary of the Benoit tragedy, no less. <laughs> and the week after she uh, slagged Paul off for not eating an orange. <laughs> there we go. It's all, okay. it's all coming together. Well, she ain't, she's not eating anything these days. Oh, we're we're doing domestic abuse jokes. Brilliant. Edgy, edgy. Not to be confused with Edge, who is a wrestler who, as far as I'm aware, doesn't do that kind of thing. Needs a nice Uh, And and not to be confused with uh, the the popular wrestling tag team, uh, Domestic Abuse. Is that a real tag team? Yeah, that was... You know, um, I don't know how, how... up to date you kept on this but you know the deathmatch wrestler in the states who used to hang out with uh nazis schlack familiar with that guy no but i thought you were going to talk about wife beater which is another no well he's a legend i wouldn't take another name along those uh i I would disparage him but anyway he's a guy he he, he wrestles frequently for game changer uh what are all these words schlack Forget. You've never heard of Game Changer Wrestling? I mean, I, I'll be fair enough, you don't follow indie wrestling that much, but they're, they're kind yeah, of one of... Joey Janela. Yeah, they, they, they are the company behind the Joey Janela shows, and even outside of that context, they're, they're building a decent rep for themselves. They do, they're kind of, they're placing, they're uh, positioning themselves very much as, hey, CZW is lame and uncool, we're, we're going to be what they should be. Anyway... They have one one of their you know more prominent wrestlers. There was like uh, photographs of him in his youth, literally doing the Nazi salute, standing next to a bunch of white supremacists. Back in the news this week, anyway, because him and his missus have formed a tag team called Domestic Abuse, or no, Domestic Violence, I believe they called it, um, which is great. Um, so that was uh, so that that's what I was referencing there. Anyway, that's far too much domestic violence talk uh, in the first uh, couple of minutes. A, fa- uh, a family uh, podcast. Yeah, it's, imagine, imagine. We 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 do have this labeled explicit, don't we? On on all the various things. Probably, uh, I hope so. Because we're definitely not PG. Oh, brother! We can swear. We can say ass and tits. And I tell you, if we want to go full on indie wrestling, we need to start putting a little eighteens logo on all our artworks. Yeah, I saw um, uh, the the. There's an all women's show that a couple of Irish girls are booked on, and they have an they have a, a an eighteen plus thing at the top of their thing. Like, okay, maybe uh, presumably the venue is like somewhere that serves booze, but like, why is every indie poster that's not specifically aimed at kids have an eighteen plus logo on it? Because fuck PG Barry. 
kids. They think they were going to... Anyway. Um, we've got a, a, a Whopper show to talk about. Um, uh, you know, uh, more, more World Cuff. Cuff? Yes, the World Cuff um, <laughs> is ongoing. Uh, I alluded to it there earlier, but Joe... How are we feeling? What's what's the vibe in the room of England? Um, very positive. Um, broke a lot of records today. Yeah. Biggest ever win. Um, most goals we've ever scored in a World Cup game. First hat trick um, in thirty years, I think. Uh, not quite. Actually, is it 30? oh yeah, eighty six. Yeah, thirty two years. Yeah, thirty two years. Wow. Yeah, only the third hat trick by an England player at the World Cup. Um, so it's all going very, very well. I'm going to say um, not quite as good as uh, Jeff Hurst's in 66. but Well, yes. I don't think this one will be gracing too many highlight packages. But they They'll say get rid of Hurst's whacking in the fourth and put in a, uh, a shot re- rebounded off Harry Kane's they, heel. They, they think it's all over. It is now. Uh, oh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek's had a shot and it's gone in. <laughs> Of Harry Kane. It was a kind of offside anyway, but don't worry about it. Um, yes, yeah, so the World Cup's going very, very well, as far as I'm concerned. No nil-nils yet either. We've gone it was through the, all of the second round of games without any nil-nils, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, England are very good yeah. today, I must say. I was impressed. Yeah. I was even more impressed with Panama's ability to lose their heads completely after like 10 minutes of the game. They knew the jig was up, and they just yeah. <laughs> they went to like dirty tactics. Grappling, lots of lots of strong style, ground and pound. A lot of grappling, a lot of uh, hold up play. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of WWE references at this World Cup in England games. Uh, what with all the kind of holding and pulling in the in the penalty area at corners. Mm. Um, of course, I think. If any of the commentators had ever actually watched a WWE event in the last decade, they'd know that it's not quite what you'd expect because we've not yet seen a, any kind of reverse chin lock uh, or other rest hold. It's, it's mainly been throws. <laughs> These footballers don't have good... No they don't have good wrestling psychology is the problem. That's, that's the thing. Um... You know, I dread to think what Meltzer would say for these, these comparisons. Although Germany with the dusty finish yesterday. Ooh, yes, yes. See, when, when Germany scored a late winner, everyone's like, oh, that's the Germans. You know, they'll always do it. But if like, England do it, everyone thinks they're lucky. Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would I would say Germany were lucky as well, though. Yeah, basically. I think I was really gutted. I was hoping they'd, they'd go out. Yeah. Just, just, think... just for the hilariousness of it. Um, I think they'll go through. They'll beat South Korea. Well, I had, I had someone in work saying to me, I don't think it was about Germany, but about another team that like they hope, Argentina might have been, like, I hope they go out. And I was saying, well, yeah. yes and no. I mean, yes, you know, when Argentina and Germany get eliminated early on, it's obviously very funny. But then you get to like the knockout stages of the World Cup when you kind of want to have those big mega matches mm-hmm. and instead you're getting like Serbia against Costa Rica and you're like I'd kind of rather have Germany in it at that stage to be honest yeah I suppose um yeah 
But that match was very good, Germany, Sweden. Sweden easily could have had it won before the yeah, red card. And I, I did like I did like the tactics of of the Germans, knowing knowing that they were going out more or less mm. with the result as it was, down, and down to ten men. Uh, take off a defender and throw on a winger. <laughs> sure take what. off all the defenders, yeah, <laughs> basically, and it, and it worked. Just, they they wanted the just end. do that. From, do that from the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, England could have won ten nil today. Yeah, I think in the second half they obviously job done. Take, yeah. take the foot off yeah. the gas a little bit. Take off Harry Kane. Um, sure. And with them winning six one and Belgium winning five two yesterday, I'm I'm just even more excited for that England Belgium game. I think it's going to be great. Oh, I'll probably be eight seven. <laughs> Maybe it's a funny situation because if England Belgium ends up being a draw, whoever tops the group will be decided by like yellow cards because they have the same goal yeah. difference points and goals scored. Yeah, so it could come down to yellow cards, which is yeah. interesting. And as of now, England have two yellow cards and Belgium have three. So I'm wondering if it's a draw going into like the 85th minute, do you think Belgium might change their strategy to start trying to get yellow cards for England? <laughs> Players yeah. start going down, maybe. Like send send on the third choice goalkeeper and have him kick someone. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he gets booked. It's interesting. Any other kind highlights of, yeah. from the World Cup the last right. week? Also, the other thing about that game is it's oh, it, those games are the final game to be played in this round. Yeah. So we'll know exactly who's going to be in every single kind of second round draw at that point. Yeah. So they'll know their exact opponents for the second round and the quarterfinals. That'll be interesting. That might play into it a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, we're also at the stage now where we're, we don't get the three games a day anymore. It's always a sad... Sad day. In well, the we get World we get Cup. four, but the two of them are simul. Yeah, it's a, it's a simulcast. It's like Raw versus Nitro head to head, so <laughs> you can't really watch both. Yeah, um, that's a shame, but you know, it does mean we get into the knockout stages pretty soon. The big games. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what other games that I get to watch this week. Obviously, um, Argentina Croatia was quite amazing. Um. Yeah, that was great. Argentina, in a way, worse than Panama with just how they had no backup plan at all. I, I The thing I loved about the Argentina-Croatia game is just they, they had these shots of the Argentinian manager, um, whatever his name was, Sao Paulino or something, and he just looked completely, like, shell-shocked. He was like Vince McMahon when, you know, Steve Austin had just won the world title and he's sitting there on the outside, no idea what to do. Mm, mm. Um, as Croatia just you know continued bombarding their goal by the end just <laughs> basically walking the ball into the goal unopposed um, yeah I didn't like that man yeah sorry Undertaker's just <laughs> on his way to Madison uh, um yeah, the manager, he had a very kind of low sort of V-neck t-shirt on. Yeah, and ta- uh, fully tattooed arms. Yeah, the shiny bald head. He, it's kind of like, all right, mate, you're not, you know, it's sort of kind of like Yogi Love. He, wears that, he, he looks a bit like what right. Randy Orton might look like in a decade if he just lets himself go a bit. Yeah, and kind of shrunk and just got fat. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas Yogi Love dresses like Ricky Gervais, which was equally as unforgivable. Yeah. Plain, plain black t-shirt and sh- shit haircut. Um, 
Yeah, not digging the fashion. Well, the Sen- Senegalese manager is pretty... With the dreads, yeah. He's got the dreads. He looks good, yeah. I think he's got a good look. I think he can make it in, in NXT. <laughs> um, good, good athlete. All right. Yeah, so it's been good. Good week. Yeah, I watched the Iran-Spain game as well. Obviously, it was very upsetting when Iran's equaliser was disallowed. Oh, yeah, of course. That was gutting. Because they spent about 10 minutes celebrating before they figured out what was happening. Um, We also had the first um, VR cancellation of a penalty when Neymar kind of flopped over. That was very exciting because they've all been given so far, but I liked that there was one. Yeah, that was the opposite of it. Not a penalty. Hey, is that is that pronounced VR? I thought no. it was VAR. It's VAR. Uh, um, I've never seen it written down. Well. It's video assistant referee is what it stands for. Okay. VR oh. is virtual reality, which would be cool also in football, but yeah. not yet. Uh, so yeah, another interesting week of football. Um, trying to think, are there any good games coming up in the last round? of fixtures before we go to knockouts. Um, Nigeria, Argentina will probably be. Yeah, that group, that group's very exciting. And group H, uh, that's, that's finishing off now. Every, yeah. That, everything will be to play. England, England, England Belgium, obviously. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause there's not really much at stake. And it's, I don't know. I guess I hope England win, obviously, but yeah. But well, depending on that. how the other group, what would be group? Are England paired with Group H? So yeah, I mean, I think England could take anyone from that group. But yeah, I'm thinking of the quarterfinals. I mean, that's the thing. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be it could be Switzerland or it could be Brazil. You know what I mean? I, I know who I'd prefer. Brazil? No, not really. So yeah, but anyway, that's that's just that's your forget guff. the temptations. Yeah, that was World Cup guff. Whoa, whoa! Back next week. Speaking of, uh, see if I can work this. Speaking of, uh, oh, it's fucking hot, isn't it? Oh, nailed it. Well, um, I have in the rundown written, it's hot as balls. Ball, football. Uh, I, it was right there in front of me. Right there in front of me. The balls uh, were right and, there in front of you. And I, and I hit it over the bar, so to speak. Um, <laughs> Which would be a point in Gaelic football. That's right. Of which That's there was the first also time a, a over and bar is used in the first sentence. Am I right? Because bar is not over. What? Oh, God. Oh, oh, it's God. slow at the banter. Oh, just... <laughs> this, is what they, this is what they wait for. Um, whew. Anyway, yes, it is warm. Uh, yeah. uh, extremely. Uh, allegedly going to get temperatures as high as 30 degrees next week. Oh, it was 25 um, today here. Yeah, same here, 25 in Limerick as well, uh, which is disgusting. It's too um, hot. And I'm hoping this all breaks before the next Tivoli show, because I do not need another Tivoli show uh, sweating to death before and after and during. Um, but yeah, it's hot as fuck. Um, and I'm I'm having a hard go over it. I'm a little, little bit hungover today. Oh, yeah? Right? A little bit uh, which is bad enough as it is. I'm having hydration problems as it is. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I'm trying to fix it by eating loads of chips. Um, <laughs> Logic. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have I have a big pint then, of cold and then water the here. The sun Ooh. won't f off for five minutes, and, and um, 
leave me in peace. I swear, I just wanted to die this morning when I woke up. I just wanted to die. I was like, <laughs> I'm so sick, and I'm, I'm my thighs are sticking to, to each other. And I just everything smells. That's chicken just, thighs he's talking about, by the way. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I knocked my, my plate of chicken. Uh, my roommate has on, on occasion. Um, uh, gotten after a night out, got gotten a subway right. Which first of all, how how bougie can you be getting a subway after a night out? Get a kebab, you wanker. Anyway, but anyway, uh, but right. Not only that, it, on at least one occasion, he has fallen asleep with it next to him. Um, oh, like Homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is a bit of a stace today. I saw I saw Mr. Paul Griffin had the barbecue going. Yeah, it was very nice. With various uh, various meats on it. A couple of steaks, bit of chicken. Uh, we had sausages on it. Um, burgers and that. Uh, I let the listeners in on a little secret that the social media people aren't finding out. Um, I actually couldn't finish all because of so much. <laughs> I piled the plate high with meat and a bit of chips. But I had to tap out during during the burger. Unfortunately. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, I had a big uh, big eight ounce sirloin. Lovely chicken fillet. And then a burger as well and chips. And I was like, this is actually too much food for me to eat. Um But I ate the chicken and I ate the steak and I got halfway through the burger. I said no moss. Uh but it's real nice. Also Nat was uh, cooking and she her legs got all red because of the heat oh, of the barbecue. Yeah. But uh, she had a steak as well. It was good. Mm. Barbecues are nice, especially on a day like today. Except it was it was that kind of uncomfortable heat that you know I was sitting outside eating it and I just kind of thought you know should I just take this inside and eat it in the kitchen <laughs> where it's nice and cool <laughs> or it's nice <laughs> which kind of but that kind of defeats the whole point of having a barbecue isn't it is to eat outside and to be out yeah, in, in the sun yeah, so sure, sure, I I, sure. I sat and and bared it and uh, it was nice yeah. mm-hmm. it was good yeah so um and uh, the other the other you know part of why I'm um Hungover is uh, it was my birthday yesterday. Woo woo! Happy birthday, Barry! Thanks very much. Uh, got your your well wishes, lads. Greatly appreciated, and and, and from some listeners as well. Thank you very much, listeners. Boo. Um, so now I'm in the famed Twenty Seven Club. So I want to die extra lately. Like I really wanted. Um, yeah. You know, me, Winehouse, Cobain, um, you know, all the legends. The, the thing um, is, Barry. A lot of those those people that kind of went out sort of uh, young and they were kind of very sort of glamorous, live fast, yeah, 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 die yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I see you more as a kind of Elvis shitting himself to death in the toilet. Sort of. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I tell you what, that that exact same thing was used and said to me this week about me. <laughs> So we're, in, well, we're it's like that's why that's why I would be the most impressive member of the Twenty Seven Club because most of them are all like, oh, didn't live up to their full potential. Oh, cut short the best. Boring. Me, I've already burned through all my good shit and I'm have, I'm already having my decline. So I'm <laughs> I've actually I've uh, I, I've I've squeezed more failure into my twenty seven years than they had a chance to do. So uh, more fool them. Um, 
but yeah, what's this about you shitting yourself, Paul? No, I mean, I, it was also mentioned to me that I would I would probably die sitting on a toilet like Elvis. <laughs> is this is this another reason that's not here? <laughs> uh, hmm. yeah, no comment. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's it. No, no real news. You know, birthday it came with. I did uh, do a splurge to an excessive degree and bought myself a PlayStation VR headset. Oh what? Ooh. How much are they? Yeah. They're still like four hundred euro or something. No, they're not. That's why I got one. Oh, how much <laughs> they, is how uh, you spend? Uh, so I got it pre-owned. Um, right. You can get you can get a new one with the camera uh-huh. for like two, for like two fifty. Right. Um, I already have I, I already have a camera, so I bought a pre-owned headset just solo, just the headset okay. for two hundred quid. Like they already you know if you get a pre-owned, you can get it literally half what it originally launched at. Okay. I think the and I think then the yeah I think the regular retail price now is two fifty or three hundred. But I haven't had a chance to experiment with it yet. Because um, everywhere, everywhere in town was sold out of uh, move controllers, like a, you know, a, a boxed pair yeah. of new move controllers. They were sold out everywhere, and GameStop were like, you know, it's kind of more successful than you might think. We're having trouble getting the move controllers. That's fair enough. So CEX had some pre-owned ones. So I was like, all right, I'll take two move controllers. But they were like, oh, yeah, just you know, they're like unboxed and stuff. And they all they functionally work. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, but they didn't come with chargers, right? So I was like, oh, that's weird, whatever. They didn't come with chargers. I'll charge them up here and I'll use them. Of course, Sony and their infinite wisdom, the, the Move controllers are literally PS3 controllers that they've basically made work on the on the, the PSVR. Right. Um, so they have those wacky PS3-shaped USB cable ports. Oh, the old, the old USB-C, uh, I think it's called. I know, C is the, 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 the current one that lots of companies are going towards. I, I don't even know what you'd call... Um, those things. I I only ever knew, I knew them as like PS3 ports. Um, and so I, of course, I mean, I, oh, it's, I, it's, it's US, USB B. It's the previous generation. USB B. Okay. Yeah. So um, so I, I look. I only moved out a couple months ago. Obviously, I didn't bring my fucking PS3 cables with me. Um, asked my roommate; he didn't have it. So unfortunately, I got I got the helmet. I got the uh, I got the camera. I got the move controllers, but I. Literally just missing a USB cable to, to stop me from uh, from using it. So no uh, no no VR thoughts yet. I've ordered some uh, cables from Amazon, uh, so I should be good to go. Um, have next have you got any games for it? Uh, I bought the Batman game. Okay. Um, I there's a couple of free to play things. I got Rec Room, which was something that uh, they played on Giant Bomb. That's a free to play kind of uh, kind of like a more wholesome VR chat. It's like an MMO thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, couple other free to play things, and uh, come come payday, I might pick up a few more. I want to. There's a, a like a Rick and Morty game on there. I want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did set it up though, and even just kind of putting it on to uh, to set it up was kind of impressive because uh, when you're not in a game, you're just looking at the PS3 menu, but it looks like you're looking at the PS4 menu rather. And it, but it looks like you put the headset on. It's like oh, it's like I'm looking at the PS4 on a cinema screen. Uh, like it's it's really impressive. So so um. Looking forward to that, but I'll, I'll report back next week on that. So yeah, there's my uh, you know my midlife crisis thing. It's not quite it's not quite a convertible, um, but uh, uh, there you go. Um, any other any other life golf there before we move on? Um, I'm going to be going away next weekend. Um, I, I'll be here for Sunday most likely, but we're going to a, a hotel up in Drogheda um, on sa- uh, Saturday night. Where's that? Is that in Westeros? Drogheda is is up closer to the old border with Northern Ireland. It's about an hour north of where I live currently. Uh, uh, 
in County Louth. Um, I used to live up that way, so I'm going to take Natty up and visit the old haunts, go in and see Oliver Plunkett's head and all that stuff. Um, mm. So yeah, we're just going away for a night, and I'm looking forward to it. And then obviously we'll be going away to France in August. So this is just kind of like a stopgap, not even holiday, but you know, walk up the beach from Laytown, Betty's Town, up to Drada, and sure, go bowling, uh, get some food, and. Just kind of get away for, for a day or two, you know. So I booked that there the other day. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's about it. I think apart from that, it's just been work. I've been on the 9 to 6 shift. I usually work eight, 8 to 4.30. So it means I've been missing a lot of the football. Just catching Absolutely. the late games when I get home. Um, so my, that's essentially been my life for a week is waking up at you know, 7.45, walk to work, work till 6, walk home, watch the football, it's then 9, maybe an hour to play video games, then go to bed. (laughs) You know, that's that's kind of where where I've been this week. So not a lot of time for otherwise life. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. Um, Speaking of video games, we can probably uh, Mm. jump into looking here no one has any telly guff down i i'm still watching uh mind hunter and the staircase i finally got around to watching more of the staircase um uh, that's pretty cool but uh nothing nothing new to say on either of those jump into game golf what have you been playing this week uh paul oh well a couple of games uh i finished the assassin's creed origins dlc so i'm fully finished now with that game um <laughs> end of an era End of an era. I, my clock in time at the end was seventy nine hours twenty nine minutes. So just short of eighty hours with it. Um, I'd say the Curse of the Pharaohs DLC probably took me between fifteen and twenty hours to complete, which I did in about a week. So that wasn't too bad. Uh, it's great. It's more Assassin's Creed Origins, and I'm you know I'm definitely waiting now for Assassin's Creed Odyssey when that comes out later in the year. Uh, I've been converted. I'm a big Assassin's Creed guy now. Origins was my first ever Assassin's Creed game. And uh, yeah, I I was thinking in the week what would be, you know, if I was to make a list of like my four or five favorite PS4 games, I think Assassin's Creed Origins would definitely definitely be there. Um, I'd have Assassin's Creed Origins, God of War, Horizon, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, and hmm, I, I don't know what the fifth game would be, but it's definitely up there um, alongside my other favorites. Um, and now that that's finished, um, and God of War's finished, I've I'm kind of open to you know other games. So I made a little short list of of games that I would play next, and. I'm now playing, funny that it's Barry's birthday just yesterday, because it's one of Barry's favorite games. But I'm now playing, for the very first time, The Last of Us. What? Um, Hell yeah. Which I'm now making a point to enunciate differently, and I'm calling it The Last of Us. Um, Because everybody pronounces it like Festivus, I don't know why. Why is it, why is it, Uh, whenever anyone says the name of the game, why is it always The Last of Us? The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know. <laughs> I was uh, just thinking about it in the week. So I'm calling it The Last of Us, um, <laughs> which is the name of the game. So I can't do me for it. Uh, I'm about 
two to three hours in, so I'm still. F- I I only beat Assassin's Creed Origins last night, so okay. I'm still very early days into Last of Us. I am playing the remastered PS4 version, not the PS3 one. Uh, although that being said, it does look and feel like a PS3 game, <laughs> not a PS4 game. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of cool when they did that because it was it was like playing that first one to death so much. I really appreciated the upgrade, but I played it there. He says like, yeah, you can tell this is. Uh, I mean, even even in PS4 terms, it was it was released in 2014, so it's not exactly, exactly holding yeah. up to your God of Wars of the world. Um, no, no, of course not. But uh, yeah, I'm. I am in. I don't want to say at what point in the game I am. I've obviously met Ellie, and I'm probably about 45 minutes further along the game than that. So I'm okay. Kind of. Yeah. We're we're on the run from the cops at the moment. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're still very early, yeah. Um, so I'm still very early. Um, but that being said, I'm uh, enjoying the tone of it a lot. Uh, it's definitely not Uncharted in a different world. It's you know no. certainly very different from Uncharted. I think I expected it to be very Uncharted-y, and it it really isn't, which is kind of one of the more surprising things. Uh, yeah, it's obviously it's obviously yeah. very cinematic and everything, but the tone is is very very gritty and whereas Uncharted is a bit more fantastical and uh, I kind of prefer that in a way I mean I ultimately my mind will be made up when I get further into the game but as of now it's one of those things that I'm I'm happy that I didn't play it at a time where I wasn't so into games when it came out because I feel like it's the kind of game that I, I would have got a third into and then never gone back to but now I can properly put my attention to it and play it the whole way through. Um, yeah, it's really great. One one of the little things I like, which is of no consequence to anything, is that when you uh, hit R3 to put on your flashlight, the controller makes a clicking noise, like you're clicking a yeah. button on a torch. Little things like that just I, I quite like. You know, it's, it's not an important feature at all, but little things like that. Um, and it's definitely a very tense game. You know, I already feel kind of on edge even in the early stages yeah. where not a lot is happening. I feel like I'm sitting forward in my seat subconsciously and Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not overbearing with it. Like it's not any kind of like hardcore survival game, but I feel like the um uh the kind of scarcity of resources makes it, it adds to the tension quite a bit. Well, I'm already uh, even thinking like uh, you know, you come to an area where there's like soldiers or whatever that you have to pass and i'm already thinking like oh i don't want to use my ammo i want to fight them and then i'm invariably getting shot by them because i'm still not good at the game yet but uh (laughs) i'm definitely enjoying that aspect and even healing as well you don't just auto heal you have to find like med packs and stuff yeah and it's it's you have to and it takes like a significant amount of time to apply it or craft it and stuff like that yeah it's it there's yeah it's uh what I what I like what I like about it so much, especially originally when I was playing it, was that it is it is different from Uncharted, but it still has that Naughty Dog polish, um, and 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 sheen to it. Um, and there's certain uh, you're, you're too early that I I, I don't want to give any specific examples, but there's such uh, nuance in like the cutscenes and little character animation bits and pieces here. They're not these exaggerated gestures, but little things here and there you might catch that are just so. You know they're 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 so well done, but yeah, you still have, you still have a, a, a ways to go. I mean, I think I think the, the game's still kind of ramping up at the section you're on. 
Yeah. Uh, a lot, 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 lot of cards being held very close to the chest at that point in the story. Um, yeah, I'm still very early, and I'm, I'm also very thankful for the fact that I've somehow got, what is it, five, six years since the original came out? Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. still relatively unspoiled on it. <laughs> like, I still don't really know where the story goes or what's going to happen. That's good. Um, That's good, because especially in the second half of it is... Uh, in, in, in the way that Uncharted is very kind of safe uh, uh, Indiana Jones tropey stuff the, the second half of the game and the ending especially it's not standard zombie fare and there's a lot of stuff I think that will catch you off guard so that's good did you I assume like you had some notion about the beginning of the game because that intro was kind of unescapable there for a while did you, did you no. know how that went down oh no. you didn't know how that went down oh okay I, I, I'm some because when the game came out originally I was really on Almost a kind of like self-imposed sabbatical from playing games, almost like completely. Um, I was very, very on the peripheral of being into games or following game coverage at the time. It was only kind of right. It was nearly only when Fallout Four came out in like late twenty fourteen. That's kind of when I started get getting back into video games. So I kind of, you know, when you have um, in let's say in your wrestling watching history, you have these kind of missing periods where we, I didn't really watch in 2007 or whatever. I kind of have that for gaming from like 2010 to about 2014. Right. So no, I was like, even for the opening, I it was all new to me. You know? The only thing I had kind of in my head was, well, I know that Ellie is going to be in the game, so I was just waiting for her to show up. And again, right. luckily she's like right there at the start, pretty much. So That kind of, and it's funny because it's like, it, it was it really speaks to how effective that intro is. Because I remember when, when that scene kicks in, first of all, like watching that first cutscene, I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. And all this, this voice acting delivery is all great. This is so good. But when I saw the, the you know, daughter, I was like, mm-hmm. Well, I know she ain't in the rest of this game, so that kind of gives me an inkling of what's happening here. And yet, the the scene, the way it all played out, was so compelling. It was still, uh, uh, it still packed a punch. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and it's it's. Uh, uh, I'm I'm intrigued as the as the shows go by to hear hear what you're making of it. Um, it's a game I don't think will take me too long to finish. I think I'm like with Assassin's Creed. I played it, the DLC for twenty hours over the course of a week, so. Um, Last of Us, I feel like, I, I mean, I made the the analogy last week that God of War is like a big rich cake of a game that you have yeah. a little bit of it and you say, oh no, I'm too full now. <laughs> Whereas Assassin's Creed is very much just Pringles, you know, you can keep. Yeah. I think The Last of Us is like, is one of those big Tato multi-packs that you can make a nice big sandwich <laughs> out of it and have a big sandwich and, you know, you might have a second one if you're still hungry, but you can play it for a longer period of time uh, without getting burned out like the same way I kind of did with God of War even though God of War I adored and I loved God of War is definitely a game that I couldn't play it for a significant amount of time before I need to take a break from it unlike Assassin's Creed where you can just play it for hours Yeah. yeah. Last of Us I feel like is a game that I'll play a lot I think Last of Us I think I beat in like oh, excuse me The Last of Us The Last the last of Us I believe was uh, I think I beat that in like two sessions I, oh. I tore and I and so this is this was kind of the first game Naughty Dog did, or like not counting, like you know, relative to Uncharted, it was like the first game they did that was like north of like eight to ten hours, because that's that's that window that those Uncharted games. It's it's about fifteen, but if you're really meticulous on your resource gathering and your your um 
your optional little side paths I've heard as high as like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. also how tough you find it it's it's it is a it's a hard game in certain points as well way more than 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 uncharted only a handful of sections but there are parts of it that are a bastard mm-hmm. um, but yeah one thing one thing I will say is obviously you know we mentioned I mentioned kind of resource gathering and stuff I would definitely you know explore the areas because because you, you know you, you will find resources but also Every nook and cranny you find in the world, there's there's tends to be dialogue associated with it and little character moments that are great. Mm. So um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll update on that as we go. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really played anything uh, new this week myself, so we can probably jump straight in to movie guff, oh. wherein I saw a new release this week. Um, uh, I saw Ocean's Ace. Um. Which I have never seen any of these oceans movies before. Okay. Um, how many has there been? Three before this one. This is the fourth yeah. one. I've only seen the first one. I saw Oceans. Well, I mean, not the original with uh, Dean Martin and all that. But I saw, I saw the uh, the first of this run, Oceans Eleven, with Clooney and Peyton. With that. Clooney, yeah. Uh, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was a very fun, very good heist movie. And Soderbergh is a good director as well. So. Uh, but but yeah. I never felt compelled to check out twelve, thirteen, or eight. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I to be honest, I've I've mentioned in recent weeks how I got that Odeon card, and there's just absolutely shag all worth watching in the cinema at the moment. Yeah. Um, I kind of I kind of realized earlier this week, I was like, fuck, I have not, I literally have not been to the cinema uh, this month, uh, with the exception of Hereditary, which uh, my friends picked the cinema, and it wasn't Odeon, so I was like, I've not gotten my money's worth out of this thing, so I was like, well, I guess I'm seeing Ocean's Eight. Uh, it is like uh, depending. I don't know. Your your mileage might vary, but I I don't think there's anyone who could say it's anything more than like average. It's a a mostly fine by the numbers heist movie. Um, that's. I mean, it's like I I assume this is what the original films or the previous films are like. It's kind of heist comedy, like it's kind of an action comedy kind of thing. Um, I was in a decently packed out theater. Uh, it's sort of an eclectic mix of people my age, uh, a lot of mainly uh, women, and they were of varying ages. And honestly, they all had the exact same reaction to me to most of the film, which was like eighty percent of the jokes just landed completely flat, and there was not a peep out of the audience. They were it was it was all really um, uh, unremarkable, like first draft quips. Like it, it, it was very very basic stuff, um, uh, and and it was also a bit kind of long. So I went, I went two stars on that on the old letterbox. Um, uh-huh. Couldn't really encourage anyone to see it. Like I said, it, it, it's not offensive, but it's not especially good. Um, uh, so yeah, nothing, nothing really more to say about it than that. Cast is all right. You know, you got you got Bullock back. You got Kate Blanchett. You got uh, uh, Mindy Kaling, uh, Rihanna. Um, you know, uh, Anne Hathaway. Um, they 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 mostly do fine. Uh, James Corden's in it for the last half an hour, so you bump the star off for that. Oh, based on the trailers, I thought he was probably one of the characters in like the very early part of the film, but he's only there at the end. Yeah, it's it's a very weird way they do it because yeah, I know he was advertising it, and he's like, oh, he's like the cop figure, or actually, he's an insurance uh, agent. Okay. Uh, but it's like they the majority of the film is them doing the heist, and then it's it's weird. It's like the last quarter of it is then, and now here's James Corden investigating it. It's like okay, this is odd, uh, but yeah, it's 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 not much to it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I saw this week. I, I was trying to um, I was trying to uh, uh, watch Jurassic World, the original, 
uh, oh, in yeah. preparation of the sequel, uh, but it's not on Netflix and I couldn't be arsed pirating it, so I have not seen that. <laughs> uh, it's not worth watching if you're watching it to watch the new one, because the new one... Ooh, bad. bad. <laughs> well, like I said, I gotta, I gotta use this card, Paul. I gotta get my money's worth. I'm yeah. not a mark. That's true, I suppose. Um, that all you watched? That's all I watched, yeah. That's all I watched. Oh. Someone's after knocking over a can. Uh, I dropped Pringles on the floor. Oh, he dropped his Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a couple of movies. Uh, I finished watching Angels and Demons, which I think I mentioned I was watching last week. Oh, no. Uh, you know, I feel like, despite saying last week that The Da Vinci Code has this kind of strong plot to it despite the fact that it's mostly nonsense uh and i still kind of enjoyed it and angels demons kind of suffers by not having that that strong a plot i found by the end of it i still kind of liked it in a kind of guilty pleasure way i I feel like those films are just gonna be guilty pleasures for me that are kind of objectively bad yeah but that i enjoy not even that i enjoy them in spite of it, it's almost that I enjoy them for what they are. You know, I, I actually enjoy uh, the badness in a sense. Schlock. It's well, by the end of it, it's absolute schlock. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know what it is about those movies. There's nothing that I can pinpoint as being uh, good about them or, <laughs> or that I would, I not even go as far as to recommend them to anybody, but uh, I don't know what it is. I just like them. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I've always had a fondness for kind of scavenger hunts uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. This is kind of That's scavenger hunts sense. the movie in a, in a sense. Um, it's like National Treasure. National, well, National Treasure, religion. I think, is brilliant. Yeah. I, I Well, National Treasure, I legitimately think is good, first of all. Angels and Demons, to a lesser extent. But I still kind of like them. I don't know. Um so I'm going to watch Inferno next, which is obviously the, the third oh. of mm. those. Um, so we'll see if it's three for three. But Angels and Demons, I went to six out of ten on it. You know, I, I kind of like those movies anyway. Um, and I tell you what, I, I just finished reading uh, The Lost Symbol, which is the book. I don't know why, but they, they didn't adapt it to a movie. It's the third book. Um, I was going to ask, yeah, have you, have, so have you read these previous ones? I've read Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code. I also read Digital okay. Fortress and Deception Code. Um, and oh, I've, Digital Fortress, that's where I live. And I've, <laughs> I've also read The Lost Symbol, which is the book that Dan Brown wrote after Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code. But they didn't adapt to a movie. They instead adapted the fourth book, Inferno. So I've actually started reading Inferno already. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of not enjoying it as much as the other, the other three, but I'm going to watch the movie, um, anyway, despite only having started the book, because I kind of want to have the experience for one of them to watch the movie without having read the book Okay. before, you know, because watching Angels and Demons and watching Da Vinci Code, I obviously know what's going to happen because I read the books about them and and I've, and I've read uh, a third book that doesn't have a movie, so I've had that experience. The, the last experience I have to have is to watch the movie without 
the book haven't been read. And obviously, when, once I watch the movie, I will, I will then continue to read the book. Um, but yeah, even the books kind of aren't aren't that good. <laughs> but I kind of just <laughs> can't stop reading them anyway. I don't know what it is. Isn't Da Vinci Code like one of the most like successful books? It, they, it certainly is, yeah. But a lot of Dan Brown's style, you know, I mean, Tolkien, for example, gets criticized for his books just being like overly descriptive to a point that is like half the book is just description of things dan brown's books are are quite often um they just feel like he's he's taken big chunks off wikipedia and stuck into (laughs) into the book (laughs) you know langdon looked up at the painting three quarters of a page about the painting that is kind of not anything to do with the plot um but um yeah I, i don't know why i got into this kind of dan brown um stick that i'm in but i i, I don't know I, I once i watch inferno and read it then then i'll move on with my life um and anyway one thing that i'm still doing i haven't forgotten about it folks i watched another movie this week uh with the rock in it uh, oh yeah i watched the movie called empire state which was a 2013 direct to dvd movie I've never heard of this. Exactly. Um, 2013, for those who don't remember, was the year The Rock became like the number one box office star in the world. Like he, the movies that came out with The Rock in 2013 were Fast Six, was it? Furious Six, Pain and Gain, GI Joe Retaliation, and straight to DVD, Empire State. He's in it for like ten minutes. Weird. No, he's probably in for a bit more than that, but um. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of... He stands out as a sore thumb in this one. Uh, Empire State's a weird movie where it's like... he's The Rock is in it in this... Not a cameo. It's I, w- I would maybe call it an extended cameo. He probably has maybe a total... Uh, 15 minutes of screen time in it. Um, Emma Roberts is in it as well. And she's in it even less. She's in it for about... <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the main character is uh, Liam Hemsworth, so the the less famous Hemsworth brother, mm. uh, aside from the one who's in Westworld. The, he's maybe the middle famous Hemsworth brother. He's the main character in it, and he plays like a Greek New Yorker, even though he's from Australia. And um, I don't know when I started watching it uh, for the first like fifteen minutes, I was actually quite enjoying it. I was surprised by how into it I got. Essentially, the story is, like, allegedly based on a true story. Um, uh, a guy takes a job at this, uh, what are they called? You know, like, the security vans that transport money from one institution to another. Yeah. He takes a job there, and he's, like, sur- keeping surveillance over the, the building where the money is stored. And he kind of gets into gets caught into a scheme where the money is being stolen. Uh, and actually, the, the plot kind of reminded me a lot of a much better film with The Rock in it, Pain and Gain which kind of t- takes that similar kind of plot but in a very humorous way um empire state is by no means a comedy it plays it like dead serious um and although i enjoyed it at the start it does kind of just fall to pieces by the end a lot of the plot turns into schlock and a lot of performances especially emma roberts are very bad so although i was kind of enjoying it at the start it, it did uh develop into a disappointment so i i think i went four on it Four out of ten, so avoid. Um, and in terms of my rock movie, I'm I'm starting to fill up most of the blanks here. I think I still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
I've only got 11 movies left to watch that The Rock has been in out of 38. So I've watched now 27 <laughs> of The Rock's movies. Jesus Christ. Um, and of the 11 left, one, two, three, four, five of those 11, The Rock is in for like a minute in a cameo. Oh, you should have mixed them up a bit more. Yeah. Watch, watch the eyes. Of now you're just going to be watching really bad movies. Yeah. With the rock popping up for one minute. Pretty much. But we're coming to the end of the rock uh, marathon. And of course, I have to add one to the list now. Because coming out soon is Skyscraper. Which, which I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer, but ooh! It looks <laughs> like have. a load of bollocks, baby. <laughs> Yeah, like it really seems like, like, The Rock is like an even more cynical one-man Disney, in that he <clears> is just he is just churning out these movies where it's just him in a beige shirt, uh, jumping between some exploding things. It's The Rock and, uh, in a pair of sunglasses that a company is paying him to wear, wearing a watch that a company is paying him to wear, nice shirt, slacks. And at some point during the movie, he goes, hey, it's going to be all right. And he's got a son who is mixed race to rescue. And the ha- always has a happy ending because people always go to see the rock movie to have a good time. So the gorilla can't die at the end of Rampage, for example. Um, yeah. And, and obviously, these movies are all financed mostly in part by the Chinese film industry. Uh, Skyscraper, in fact, I think is set in China, if I'm not mistaken. Is this? I think so. I know he's. I know he plays a um, an amputee. He's a Chinese. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he really is the new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's set in Hong Kong. Yeah. I don't know why The Rock would live in Hong Kong, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Howard Langston or one of those characters. Jack Slater. You're not quite. I am. Anyway, that's the movies that I watched this week. No good movies this week. All of us are watch bad. Yeah, movies. we're all yeah. We're a bit we're a bit down on the old uh, movie golf this week. But you look, that's oh. the way. That's the way she fucking goes. Yeah. I also had very bad news in the week. Um, oh. You guys will know that one of my favorite little. Uh, personal movies that I love that I don't think anyone I know has seen is Escape Plan, which was a 2014 movie with uh, Sly Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Caviezel. I adore that movie. The sequel is out now. It's called Escape Plan 2 Hades and stars Sly Stallone and Dave Bautista. Apparently it's really bad and they are in it for like five minutes. Well, to be fair, didn't most people say that the first one was bad? Is that your point about it? Um, and I don't even know. I think most people uh, don't watch it because they think it will be bad because it's a 2014 movie with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. When actually, it's great. So I will, uh, I will watch it, and I will give it a, a review on the podcast. But it might well turn out to be another <coughs> The Raid Two. Or um, oh, Kick-Ass 2, another sequel where you're like, oh, you've almost ruined the first one there with how bad it is. Um, but we'll see. 
Hmm. Uh, let me see here. We can jump into the emails, I guess. Now, I got just the one email this week. Go for it. Uh, uh, Scott. Uh, yeah. He says, The Street Fighter tournament between the New Day and Omega the Young Bucks got me thinking. Triple H said he would be open to working with New Japan, so let's play Fantasy GM. I'm going to list some New Japan wrestlers. You and the lads tell me who you would like to see them wrestle in the WWE. I'm avoiding ROH guys as I don't know if they'd be able to participate. Okay. Uh, he, so he wants us to uh, book these people uh, in matches. Number one, Evil. Uh, I would say Rusev for Evil. Big old hoss battle. Um... Evil will wrestle Jinder Mahal. Paul's doing the realistic WWE option where it's, it's, <laughs> they put all these talented people in the least interesting conceivable matches. I was uh, watching Botchmania uh, today and they had clips of Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal from Money in the Bank. Yeah, And I, I forgot that that was a thing and I just thought the balls of these people to put that on pay-per-view. Yeah. Anyway, evil uh, Undertaker, because they're kind of the same mm. character anyway. Yeah. Chad Gable. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let me see here. Mr. Losing the mail. Where was I? Uh, Kota Ibushi. Mustafa oh. Ali. Oh, that'd be good. Chad Gable. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo Raleigh, I'll say. Hello. Mm. Uh, Kushida. Um, I was going to name someone I think he's already had a match with. Like, you know, pick, uh, Kyle O'Reilly would be a lame pick. I think they've. I, well, no, I'll just say that Kyle O'Reilly. I think they'd have a great match. Maybe they've wrestled before, but I don't know. Um, yeah, Kushida, who will be in Ireland in August. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I will say that I would put him against Hideo Itami. Okay. What are you, Joe? What do you got? Um, <laughs> um, Tyler Bate. Ah, I thought I was going to say Chad Gable again. No, I was going to lose it. But Paul, do you even know who Kushida is? Come on now. That's a great pick by Joe. Anyway. Oh, come on, idiot. Uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, I gotta say, big match, John. It's gotta be John Cena. Uh, Samoa Joe, Ooh. reunite him. Awesome. Um. <laughs> um, and Okada uh, can put the mask on at some point. And Joe will go. It's you. Um, Kane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Zach Saber Jr. Uh, um, done. Chad Gable. <laughs> actually, Chad Gable. Yeah, Pete Dunne. Actually, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, they no, they yeah. I saw impressive. them. I saw them have an excellent match in person. Yeah, Pete Dunne and Zach Saber would be good. Uh, Chad Gable would be great. Um, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Um. Yeah, I think I, I, I'd probably go with uh, uh, Chad Gable, actually, be my pick. Uh, William Osprey. Um, I will say Roman Reigns. Oh, fuck off. What? Roman fucking Reigns. John Cena. John Cena. John Cena will Osprey. Imagine that. Jo- John, Imagine that would be mad shit. 
imagine John Cena doing the cheeky fucking Nando's kick and <laughs> I don't know that John Cena's legs go up that high. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only when he hits the ropes, but otherwise, I don't think I don't think his massive traps could fit kind of under the the, the turnbuckle for that. Right. But, uh, I would say Will Osprey what? against WWE UK's Jordan Devlin before Ooh. another promotion to have it before the OTT put it on. <laughs> yeah, just, everyone will be fucking sick of it by the time December rolls around. Oh God, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger Tyler Breeze <laughs> they did that uh, on the takeover and it was I, good. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> that wasn't the facetious pick um, Jeff Hardy Ooh, that's a good I mean, who, who was it that when TNA and New Japan did their match didn't Jeff Hardy stink up the joint with somebody with one of the Japanese uh, wrestlers I, 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 I can't remember who it was, but yes. Uh, I'm actually going to look at it. It was around 2011, so it would have been like just before they kind of blew up uh, New Japan, or sort of re-blew up, as in this recent run they're on. Uh, it was Jim. Naito. Oh, yeah, it was, of course. And Naito himself was not exactly red hot at the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, yeah. 2011, Jeff Hardy and Naito. Wow. Um, that's Yeah, that's when he was like a heel and fat. Um, <laughs> Do you know what we when we were talking about the Hardys documentary? The one part of it that I I was kind of hoping they would touch on, but they didn't, is around when they mentioned the Matt Hardy grape thing. That that was when Matt Hardy got like super fat and out of shape, but they made no allusion to it. Yeah, well, I mean they they because they were talking about his like list of injuries. That turned into a like, big yeah. fat shit. Yeah, I I remember that like yeah, it was around like oh nine ten like t- towards the end. Yeah, he was. Man, he was really out of shape. And and again, we talk about bad timing. He got really out of shape when he switched to those tights. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it was worse. Oh. Remember in TNA, he came in, he had the dreadlocks for some reason. Oh, the white boy dreads. Oh my god. Yeah, he looked oh, gosh. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I would ideally I would like Jeff Hardy of like a few years ago to face Liger, but you look, I still think that would be a, an intriguing thing. Uh. And the last name on Scott's... Go on. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Correction. Uh, he had braids, not dreadlocks. But go on. Oh, fair enough. They're not the same thing. Uh, and finally, the name on uh, Scott's list here is Mr. Kenneth Omega. Um, Ooh. It'd have to be uh, the big dog, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. I am surprised you haven't said Daniel, Daniel Bryan yet. Actually, Daniel Bryan, Will Ospreay would be incredible as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I keep, I keep forgetting Daniel Bryan came out of retirement. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah. You know, Daniel Bryan like capable of having good matches. By the way, I don't think WWE is aware of that. But um, stinking the joint uh, out with big trash. <laughs> oh, big trash, old. Um, I mean, you can say Bryan for this whole list, uh, but yeah, I, I think Bryan is probably the best for Kenny Omega. Or uh, or uh, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, maybe. Ooh, they have, a, they yeah. have a, an all-action, you know, banger. I think that'd be pretty great. Uh, but you, Paul, you got you got a you got a name for Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um. Jinder Mahal. Oh. Interesting. Well, Scott. I hope you uh, uh, have fired up the old EWR 
uh, <laughs> and you're making our, our, our card happen there and tell us who got the most over. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, who wants to take their emails next? I have to just go off mic just momentarily, but I'll uh, be right back. I'll go. Um, oh, wait, I haven't got them open. He's, <laughs> he's so taking the shit right now. Um, I hope he doesn't die. Well, I have a two email. First one is up. from... Michael H, email address knockingabababa at gmail.com Subject, email. He says, hey Paul, thanks for the little shout out to American Pale Males last week. For those who don't remember, that's Michael's beer podcast, which you should check out. Uh, Has a a great theme tune as well. It goes, American Pale Males, American Pale Males, American Pale Males. I'm trying to see if they have a... um, a website that I can plug. Uh, yeah, go to AMP, it's American Pale Males, dot blogspot dot com and check out their podcast. Um, they've done nearly as many podcasts as us. One, one, well, not quite. One hundred sixty-seven. How's that nearly as many? That's less than half. All oh, you fucking liar. We're nearly up to four hundred. Sucking American you're, Pale Males. You know, <laughs> Let's drive a freaking tank to the studio. Show me his boss. Yeah, but it's not actually a tank; it's just a car. Sorry, Triple they've H. Done, so, they've done quite a few uh, episodes, though. That, that's they've been going since 2015. Right, we're going to two episodes a week. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they will catch up with us. Anyway. Ah. Uh, thanks for the. That's uh, again ampod.blogspot.com. I think they're on Twitter and Facebook using that same acronym yeah. as well. Uh, it says the reason I still use the KABBB email for CSP is because it is on the autocomplete for the email form. There you go. He says I also uh, use the email address to attempt to cancel postal mail. Maybe KABBB will come back someday. K A B B B, B, B. What? But for the again, those who don't know, was a podcast that two of our mutual friends used to do. Uh, Jack and Michael. Jack, who has they've both been on this podcast in the past. I know it's been a while since we had a guest on, but Jack, who hosted like episode sixty-seven or something way back when, and Michael, who I'm pretty sure we had on at some point. Uh, they used to have a podcast they did together, uh, and it was very funny. And we used to all get into like a chat room and listen to it together. It was it was great. Uh, but this was many many years ago. Um, just for some uh, context to the email, Michael continues. Speaking of not oft used email addresses, do you or any of the lads have any old defunct email addresses or screen names that were of a certain time in your life? E.g., I don't know. Maybe this might be one of Barry's ones. Uh, Bonglord69420. <laughs> okay. XFL underscore fan. Or anything at AOL.com. So do any of us have any old email addresses or uh, usernames that we, do- that we don't use anymore that were of a certain time in our lives? Well, I, I do. I actually still have an AOL email address because when I was a kid, we had AOL. Right. And I still use the address for certain... Uh, Logins. I can't be bothered to change it, okay. even though I mainly use Gmail now. But yeah, my first ever email was um, Joe T two thousand. 
Can, nice. can, you, guess what, can you guess what year that was, any chance? It was around the millennium. <laughs> Was it, um, was it was it nineteen ninety nine and you were just in preparation for yeah the... yeah I was getting ready for the big one. Um, the only thing it gets was the only thing was someone else had taken that name, so I <laughs> spelt the zeros as as capital O's. Oh. So it was actually Joe T two zero O O. Oh man, it's too sweet. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. And of course, incredibly confusing. So. Luckily, I never had to give anyone my email address because the only people I ever emailed in those days were in uh, wrestling tr- trivia feds. <laughs> we weren't actual friends, so it's fine. Ah, dear. Good old days. I, uh, I don't really have any funny addresses, but one thing I will say is the address that I currently use for everything in my life, like I used to sign up to all different services and all this other stuff, is one that I originally set up uh, to set up an extra account on a, t- a wrestling torrent website because I'd been banned under my regular, my at the time regular um, uh, email address. So I was like, you can't get rid of me, baby. I want to watch Anarchy Rules 2000 and no, I won't see it afterwards. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. So yeah, so I have a it's 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 kind of a random collection of words, my email address, and it's just it was literally something I thought up on on a random day because I wanted to get another account, uh, and yeah. then that just and that and the reason I kept it actually was uh, at this is uh, it's a Gmail address, and this is the around the time that Gmail was like I think it was just coming out of invite only, or I think maybe it was still invite only, but I got an invite. Um, uh, and so as I, and so that kind of became the standard that became the service that everyone kind of uses and that I still use to this day. And so I kept it. Uh, so there you go. Well, obviously Barry with you, there was, uh, famously the Limerick lad moniker. Yes. Which yes. is rest in peace of a time past now. Yeah. And that was, that was very much, um, born of extreme laziness. It's not like. Um, so I, I think I first the first time I used that name was on Xbox Live, which right. is of course where many where many a great embarrassing names are born. I'm sure um, a buddy of mine was like texting me. I was like, "This is my first time setting up an online concert." He's like, "Oh, get on, get on. We got to play Gears of War and all this stuff." And I didn't. I was struggling to come up with a name, and I was like, uh, "I was like, okay, you know, people name themselves after their cities and stuff like that." I guess like I wasn't at the time. I was not a very kind of gung ho. My city is great person. But it was about as original as I could uh, as I could come up with. Uh, so yeah, I, and that then just became my moniker on various different sites. Um, and then you know, over time, I just came became more comfortable using my real name. And then uh, you know, friend slash spouse of the show Michelle sort of merged them over time. She used to call me Barry Lad originally way back when. So she is the the, the progenitor of that name that I that I use to this day. Is a, is a fusion of the shoot name and the work name that she created. So, uh, so there you go. There's, there's, it's there's, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It very much is like Dwayne the Rock Johnson of um, uh, nobody's online. <laughs> well, I used to have a similar thing um, with Dam Helder. Obviously, uh, oh, yeah. I don't use any more. I just and I still there's still a little sprinkle. I still on on our uh, forum that we use. I'm still DH. Which uh, in in WWE fashion, I just say, doesn't stand for anything anymore. It's just, but that's what people uh, informally refer to me as sometimes. So, the H, um, oh God, I remember um, 
my Twitter account, I'm pretty sure. Uh, before it was Paul Griffin CSP. I think this would have been in like 2009, 8, 9. It was Paul Griffin uh, SXE for Straight Edge because I was so hardcore, oh. brother. What? Yeah. Oh I'm sure if you find old tweets, that they'll still use that. Tweets to me, just to use that old uh, uh, handle, but of course that got that got shit canned relatively quickly. Um, Damn Helder, of course, still is my PlayStation uh, network username. So if anyone is trying to get in touch, Natty has returned to the podcast room. The crowd go wild. Wah! Smackdown pop. Um, and my first ever email address. Uh, I think was I like chips at hotmail dot com. I think I also. <laughs> I, know he wasn't. I, I want the cookie. And I th- Natty's apparently was I want the cookie. Yeah. Wow, that's that's at cute. Hotmail.com. And I used to also have igloos are cold at hotmail dot com. If you have ever wrong. been emailed by I want the cookie at hotmail dot com, that was me. Okay. Uh, so that was my first email. Thanks for that, Mike. Second one is from Scott. Uh, the boy McAvoy. Uh, another addition to pick one. He says, uh, quite curtly, good evening, Paul. Forgive the quick email, but I'm working 22 hours this weekend. Pick one. Bill Murray, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. Have a great week, Scott. Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think without even pulling up the uh, <laughs> the lists, I think it's got to be Bill Murray, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big Bill Murray guy, but of that list, uh, yeah. I mean, all the Wes Anderson films alone. Ghostbusters, Little Shop of Horrors he's in. Zombieland. Uh, Caddyshack. Um, uh, did you mention Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. Yeah. Scrooged. Wow. Scrooged. Oh, Scrooged. Yeah. He's Actually, in... yeah Bill, Bill Paxton, not bad. He's in Nightcrawler, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Aliens, of course, yeah. Terminator, um, Titanic. Apollo 13. Yeah. I, I, I would still go Bill Murray on that one, I think, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fairly clear one. Yeah, he was in the Jungle Book uh, live action, one, which came out the other year. That was quite good. He was in. I mentioned all the Wes Anderson films Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Darjeeling Limited, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. Uh, Lost in Translation he was in uh, he was in Scrooge as we mentioned Tootsie with uh, Dustin Hoffman nice yeah um, so yeah I think we'll go for um, we we'll go for old Bill on that one yeah and they're my emails thank you very much um, well, I have an email and um, the first one's from Michael Hirsch subject ASMR Hi, Joe. Do you like ASMR videos on YouTube? I think they are great, but some people don't like them. Uh, well, Michael, I have no idea what that is. I think we talked about this on the podcast before. Have we not talked about this yet? I think we have. Thanks for your email. What? What is it? Do it's know what this um, is? People, people using like high-quality microphones and stuff. Well, not, it's not even that. It's, it's a, a range of things. Um, it's videos that people watch. Essentially... That they find like very relaxing to watch, 
Um, like uh, people who watch Bob Ross Paint, for example, mm. I guess would fall into a category of ASMR. Uh, I, I like to watch, um, I don't know why, but I like to watch like uh, chiropractic videos sometimes. Because I just find I just find it very relaxing to watch. I used to watch them to put myself to sleep at night. Some nights. Well, I, I mean, but, but I don't like I don't like the videos. Like I don't watch the the what people refer think of as the classic AM, ASMR videos. I don't like to watch well, someone scratch yeah. a bit of paper by a microphone. Well, that's, I, that that's, does that's not for I'm me. I think, I think what you're just I think what you're describing is like. Is, is... Sorry. I like the paint mixing, and I like listening to Cecil Baldwin. Well, there you go. So. That's what um, I, I. I don't know if I think there's a difference between like just a video you find relaxing and and what he's asking about. I think I think I mean maybe I'm wrong, but I I just I always associated the term with the uh, uh, yeah people like recording just like odd collections of sounds. Well, I think and, that's what is uh, classically thought of now as ASMR. Yeah. I think there's more to it than that. Um, like, and also there's like like role play ones it's like oh i'm cutting your hair you know yeah that, i was gonna uh, say i think my first exposure to the term asmr was one that you it was like you you, you sit down and put earphones in and it's the sensation of having your hair cut i think that's the yeah. other person i saw um and yeah people like find it relaxing and and stuff like that i remember yeah i first discovered it i was looking for i couldn't sleep uh yeah. and i was looking for like some kind of like guided sort of like like a relaxation thing uh you know like uh like a meditation mm. type thing and like go- going down the classic youtube rabbit hole of oh okay let's go down to click this video this suggested video and then yeah it's 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 people like you know they're always like oh you know wear headphones and it's recorded with like two microphones and here's me describing you know fucking my shopping list like it is weird it is it's well i don't want to say it's weird because and oftentimes they're like whispering as well or like they're they're whispering yeah it does feel like it's it does feel like it's kind of on the cusp of a weird sex thing sometimes yeah um but i understand that it is mostly done for for relaxation well i can confirm in in all the years i've probably been watching those kind of videos now for like the better part of a decade i've not once (laughs) wanked to one of those videos so <laughs> sleep soundly listeners um yeah i don't know i quite like watching uh like i mentioned chiro- like chiropractic videos i think chiropractic uh chiropractics and the practice of the is is nonsense basically but i don't for whatever reason i like the kind of cracking of the, the bones yeah. um ha- haircuts and like uh you know the barber who'll give your neck a rub i quite like i don't know why again i just find it very relaxing so i i guess i'm a fan of those videos i but i can definitely see how other people would watch them and just not get it and go like why are you watching this for it's a weird phenomenon i'll say so to answer your question michael no <laughs> a very long-winded response um thanks for that so i also got an email from scott who says subject working vacation uh, good evening, Joe. I've seen ads and stories about remote islands that will pay you to come live there for a year and do nothing but post videos and stories about your life there. If you were guaranteed to get your current job back when you return, would you or any of the others consider doing something like this? Keep in mind that there is no TV, no streaming internet, but all your food and lodging is paid for. For the sake of argument, let's say you get one hour of streaming a week and a Kindle Unlimited subscription is included so you can read all the books you want. 
as part of the job, you'd have to post a one-hour video once a week and write a 1,000-word article to go along with it. The idea being to show off how great the island is to vacation at. Have a great week. Um, that sounds really boring. I don't think I'd like remoteness. No, um, I don't think so. Either. I'm a... I'm a city boy, as you can hear from the, the background of the podcast. I live on an <laughs> incredibly busy road surrounded by people. And I, I don't like kind of quiet. Even like the suburbs, I find quite quiet, let alone an island. And also, I'm constantly plugged into some kind of screen. <laughs> so I don't like real life. So that sounds like hell, Scott, to be honest. Um, if it was like paid, I might do it. Like if it was know good really good money um but not not just for food and lodgings i don't think uh, it's, it's a no from me on that one yeah well you guys know no as well no uh i don't know it seems like an, uh, like interesting but yeah i don't know if i i don't know if i'd be able <laughs> yeah i'm too reliant on watching my football and um watching my movies and yeah, I'm constantly mm. plugged onto Twitter and stuff like that. So no, I don't think I don't think I'd enjoy it. Maybe for a shorter period of time, maybe for like a month, but for a year, I think it's too much. Yeah. Uh, that's my emails. Thanks, guys. Good emails this week. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, emailers. Uh, so we're going to jump in to the Rassle Goth for the week. And uh, we're starting off by uh, pouring one out, just, 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 you know, just pouring one out on the curb for a wrestling legend. Mr. Big Van Vader passed away earlier this week. Um, mm. uh, you know, mega star of, you know, Japanese wrestling, WCW way back when, uh, an ill-fated WWF run in the 90s. One of the best, best big men ever to do is... Um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, so I, I was I was going to say surprised that's actually not true. He had, he had said a couple of years ago that he was having serious um, uh, heart issues. Um, mm. He he was a bit of a character online, so you know a lot of that when he when when he was saying that I was like, mm, is that true? I can't really tell. I mean, uh, but but there was then updates where he's like, no, he was having like surgery and stuff like that. So he you know he 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 was having health issues, and then yeah, he passed away. He was only he was only sixty three, was it? Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, pretty young. Although for a, a pro wrestler and a guy of his size, I suppose um, uh, that's maybe, you know, uh, that's not, you know, very young to be fair. But, uh, but yeah, mm. uh, uh, I was kind of surprised to realize I thought he was already in the Hall of Fame. Um, but mm. uh, apparently, he just he inducted someone else recently, and that's what I was thinking of. But uh, so I'd imagine he'll probably be a lock for for next year. But um. Yeah, Vader. Any Vader memories, lads? Any uh, any thoughts on on Vader? Well, he he was the main hill when I started watching WCW wrestling in the in the early nineties, and I was I was he was fantastic. He had great matches with Sting and many other people. I always wanted to see like a, a, a Vader versus Undertaker match. That was kind of a, a dream oh, yeah. match I had as a kid. That would have been phenomenal. I actually think like. He didn't have the kind of character and longevity of an Undertaker, but I actually think he was kind of better in many ways, like much better wrestler. And just in terms of his presence and stuff, was at least as good as the Undertaker. But I think because a lot of it was in Japan, and he had, and as we know, all of his WWE work was quite 
let's say, underwhelming. Um, I don't think he has that kind of reputation among fans that he maybe deserved. Um, yeah, really, really good wrestler. And obviously a great worker as well because he, he got a win over Will Ospreay. <laughs> two, two 2016, yeah. Oh, uh, what a what a story! I first of all, I tweeted that story earlier in the week, or, or when he died, and someone got very mad at me in mm. my mentions, uh, saying that I was like a piece of shit and that <laughs> a big fat piece of shit. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but saying that you know Twitter brings out the worst people. I was like, my man, I'm not telling that story because it makes him an arsehole. If you can't enjoy that aspect of pro wrestling, then then you're yeah. lost. That story is great. For those of you who don't recall. Vader started beef with Will Ospreay on Twitter about killing the business and flippy doos and all this other stuff. Whatever. Some old guy trying to get himself a spot. He only went and got himself the fucking match in Rev Pro, you know, when they were red hot. And he won. Because um, he, yeah. he said he'd lose and then said on the day that he wouldn't. Oh, oh what a worker. Put him in the Hall of Fame for that alone. Put him in the Hall of Fame for that alone. Embarrassing the IWGP Junior Champion. Um... But uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I have not seen a whole a whole bunch of his stuff, but I have seen like uh, what I what I believe was the first threatened retirement of uh, Ric Flair's career, the '92 career match with Vader. I think that's the right the right year. Um, I've seen some bits and pieces of his from like you know uh, uh, best of DVDs for various people and stuff, and and yeah, he he was great. Um, so yeah, uh, R.I.P. to Vader. Um, uh, we have uh, a fairly significant injury. Uh, Sami Zayn has two completely torn rotator cuffs, um, uh, which is nasty business altogether. And so he is looking to be out for about 10 months. So, you know, if, if recovery going well, maybe we'll see him, you know, raw after mania or something like that. But a uh, huge blow to him. He must have uh, one of those, like, Simpsons-style, like, full double-arm body cast things going on. Or, like, Johnny yeah, exactly. Johnny Knoxville uh, on Jackass, that one uh, skit he does where he, he's asking people to pull his pants up because he's got, <laughs> got both of his arms in, in casts. Oh, poor lad. Yeah, sound, yeah, sounds so I, was say, I was gonna say bad timing, but, like, that's just the thing people automatically say in wrestling. But when you look at what he was doing, it actually was not bad timing. Um, uh, not exactly setting the world on fire with his uh, Bobby Lashley's sister skits and and the matches. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any uh, suggestion that, that he got hurt in a match with Lashley, or if it's just an injury he got unrelated. But no, uh, I've heard an interview where he said that it was an injury he was working with. Oh, he's working with. Okay, yeah, yeah I think I did on a house well, show. That's that's fair enough because I feel like Bobby Lashley probably couldn't doesn't need any more sort of negative press or negative uh, uh, attention for his current run because it's not going great. But um, yeah, so poor Sami Zayn will uh, you know hopefully hopefully all going well and he'll be back sooner than uh, than originally um, uh, uh, planned. But of course, obviously you know take as much time as he needs to make sure he's healed up properly. Uh, we alluded to it there earlier in the show. Uh, the the Brits, the English. Um, it's with a heavy heart I announced they're at it again. Uh, Progress Wrestling announced earlier in the week, uh, with like f- four days' notice that they were just casually going to do Osprey versus Jordan Devlin, um, on on this 
um, this weekend's show, which they did. Uh, that, of course, is the teased, like, next stadium main event for OTT. Um, uh, so it seems quite odd that uh, uh, Progress would just do it randomly on a show in the middle of summer. But uh, but there you go. Uh, tell you what, Paulo, one thing that's that's kind of got people uh, chitty-chattering about uh, in response to this, is it is it at all possible that maybe uh, uh, that match can't happen, you know, down the line for OTT, and maybe that's why they were okay with doing it somewhere else? Like, do you think maybe it's, it's as, as has been, uh, you know, whispered about, is it maybe a case of the WWE UK guys are really not going to be able to work with any non-specifically WWE-approved promotions like your progresses. Um, and then maybe well, especially now with this NXT UK deal that's starting up. Maybe they'll be a little bit more strict with it. Yeah, and it was like, once that, like, the you know, that new story that if you were, you know, RevPro, like, RevPro has been specifically named as, as not a no-go area for WWE UK guys. Um, uh, and Renfro and OTT have that relationship, and like that new story broke, and literally at the next the next OTT weekend, they took the titles off the Rapture because obviously Gibson is going to be a uh, a big pushed commodity for WWE UK. So so you know that's the it's more so than just the stolen match. I mean, I think that's I think that's kind of shitty considering it was well known that OTT was building that, but I think it's it's possibly indicative that maybe. Uh, uh, the tides are turning, and, and that match is no longer on the cards. It's made. It's made. Um, uh, it's kind of, in a weird way. It's kind of added to my interest level to the, of the next few OTT events. I'm I'm very curious if Jordan makes it sort of through WrestleRama as the champion. Um, yeah, because they announced a, a kind of impromptu. Well, the announcement itself was kind of impromptu that he's defending against Haskins at the Tivoli show. Hmm. Kind of weird that you know Haskins, who is the holder essentially of their their Money in the Bank equivalent, that they kind of announced that he they're fighting for the title at the next show. So I'm, that was kind of surprising. I'm not sure that he'll necessarily lose the title, but I just found that quite a strange announcement or a strange yeah, match yeah. to make. Yeah, they they announced that uh, contenders. Yeah, he's like, oh, keep your briefcase. I'll fight you for it. It's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like they've got a lot of uh, fail safes in place. They got they're doing this match. They're probably doing a three way in August, and they have the briefcase. So it's like, you know, if they need to get this off him at any time, they will. But uh, interesting times ahead. Yeah. So that WWE UK stuff uh, uh, is going to um, uh, make for some interesting changes. Um, I just put a note on here as well. Speaking of Irish wrestling, I'm going to uh, next month, July. I'm going to two shows. Uh, on Irish shores that are not OTT produced, I will also be going to OTT. Are you a right little wrestling journeyman. supporter? Yeah, I am. Look at me. I'm like this is my equivalent of spending a thousand euro on a front row fucking WrestleMania seat. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't. I don't believe it's. I think they've specifically said it is not being produced by Fight Factory, but a number of the Fight Factory wrestling people uh, are involved in this. They're doing a kind of. Uh, really, really kind of underground show in the Black Box Theatre in Trinity College um, the night before the next OTT show. Um, it's a pay-what-you-want thing. It's an over-18s thing. They've said it's going to be something different. It, details on it are very scatty at the moment, but you know they've said there's going to be a lot of uh, Fight Factory people and some OTT people involved. Um, it's a kind of a one-off thing. Uh, I don't really know much about it other than uh, it seems like a really cool concept, so I'm going to go to that. Um, and also, there is a new promotion 
starting up. And that isn't that isn't a new promotion, by the way. That seems like it's a one-off show that some some heads in the IRC are putting together. So that's that's just what that is. But also, there is a new uh, promotion starting up in Cork, uh, Phoenix Wrestling. Um, they are having their first show at the end of July on a Friday night. Um, and they've confirmed uh, a couple of people are going to be there, including the Angel Cruisers, which is always, you know, there's a, there's, that's the one way to get me in the door. Uh, so I'm going to be going to that as well. So, you know, supporting the scene, you know, supporting some other yeah. companies, giving some other people a shot. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's, especially with the kind of weird state OTTs in the moment with like venues and stuff like that. I wanted to make sure that there's other people, you know, uh, keeping the scene going. If, if it means maybe OTT is going to be like running less, you know, or, or something like that in the foreseeable future. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'll update on those shows as they come. Uh, any other wrestling news this week we wanted to talk about? Any other uh, occurrences? I did not watch a second of, of TV this week. I did not watch. I did not watch Money in the Bank, and I won't watch Money in the Bank. That's off the table. Um, <laughs> so, so you can F off with that. Uh, what about you, lads? Any other wrestling you wanted to chat about? Uh, no, I mean obviously following the takeover show, the NXT is usually just the the dark matches, so to speak, from that. So I gave that a miss this week. Lucha Underground's back, so I will try and finish last season's. I think I'm like three or four episodes still to watch, so I will finish that up and get onto the new ones. Um, but no, no more watch this week. Um, for now. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, that will be a show for this week then. Um, uh, we will be back next week. Try to think, is there any pay-per-views or anything coming up that we need to be aware of? I don't think so. Uh, the UK no. tournament, uh, uh, will be airing or not airing. It's taped. It'll be on the network tomorrow and Tuesday, so I guess I'll try and squeeze that in. Um, uh, so if you lads wanted to maybe get it, see if you can watch that, and maybe next week we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have blah 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 blah. Learn to speak. I am also going to try and see that. So I heard, as well as the 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 shenanigans about them making the match, I heard the Osprey Devil match was phenomenal today. Yeah. Um, mm. As as you might expect, but it's, I've heard Progress regular saying it was one of the best matches they've seen and all year. So I'm like, all right, I gotta, gotta check this out. So I'll try and squeeze that in as well. So we'll, we'll talk a bit of wrestling next week. And then it'll also be the usual kind of movie guffs and TV guffs and the various other bits and pieces. So, um, and hopefully I can talk about uh, virtual reality, uh, on, on, uh, next week's show. So, and there'll be world cup updates, of course. Whoa, whoa. Uh, but until then, you can go to chairshoppodcast.com to, uh, check out the show, check out the archive, social media links are on there. And also the email, uh, uh form is on there. As and well. next so week is episode it. 400. Four zero zero. So if you wow. get for episode 400, uh, you can absolutely do that via the email function on the site. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week to celebrate 400 episodes of this nonsense. Uh, until then though, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Paul Griffin. Goodbye. It's goodbye, Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, everyone.